This is Building Lifestyles, a show designed to help everyday Australians create a lifestyle that inspires them using property development strategies. On the show, you'll hear from everyday people changing their lives doing property development. You'll learn from their successes as well as some of the challenges they've faced along the way. We also talk to experts from a range of fields who share specialised techniques that you can use to accelerate your property journey. I'm your host, Amanda McEwen, and I'm the founder of The Rising Star Developer, and I'm really passionate about helping everyday Australians build lifestyle using property development. If you think you have a lot on your plate, wait till you hear from today's podcast guest. I'm honoured to introduce Lindy Chen, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, property developer, and a true architect of her success. Lindy, a visionary with a career spanning over two decades, is the founder and driving force behind China Direct Sourcing Services, China Direct Investment, Freethin Technology, Australian Charities Buying Group, and the Australian Blockchain Alliance, all businesses centred around helping Australian companies source and import products from China. Her influence extends beyond the boardroom as an accomplished author of two books called Import from China, How to Make a Million and Not Get Burnt, and Doing Business in Australia for New Immigrants. Lindy's collaboration as co-author on Woman on Top further demonstrates her commitment to empowering others. Her book, How to Import from China, has been embraced by the Queensland University of Technology in their international trade curriculum. Lindy's impact has not gone unnoticed. She's achieved multiple prestigious awards for her entrepreneurial contribution. I was honoured to cross paths with Lindy when she became a student of the Rising Star Inner Circle. Lindy has applied what she's learned creatively across many development deals, which she's actively doing on the side of her businesses. So let's welcome this inspiring woman. Hello, Lindy. Hey, Amanda. How are you? Yes, amazing. Thank you. I've been so excited about this podcast because it's quite a different perspective that we've had of other podcasts. So I think you're going to absolutely blow the minds of everyone listening with the potential of China direct sourcing. But let's just take it a step back further. Let's just focus on the property side of things first, and then we'll go into the China sourcing side. So just share perhaps your background about when you started in property, what your journey's been like and where you're at now, because it's fascinating. And I'd love everyone to hear where you're at. Well, I migrated from China in year 2002. Actually, I met a read a book called 350 Property in Seven Years by Steve McNamara. That's how I started the property journey. I was really inspired by that. So I bought my first investment property. It's a two, it's a house at two kilometer from Brisbane CBD and have seven bedroom. So I rented out each room and created a positive guild property. After a few years, like I set up every six months, buy a property. Every six months, buy an investment property. And I've been doing that. And until I met you, Amanda, you just brought another perspective about property development. I actually, I've been thinking of doing the property development, but I also know, you know, to have a mentor, to have someone to assist me, some to acquire the knowledge I don't have is very important. So... That's led me to property pathway. And oh my goodness, you have hit the ground running. I get the joy of hearing what you're doing in our group coaching calls, but just share some insight about the sort of deals that you're doing because your creativity and your entrepreneurial spirit has really carried forward in your property development. So would you like to share that with the listeners? Definitely. You know, in through the journey, I learned many things. In China, in Chinese, we have a saying, three people going together, there's going to be someone can be my teacher. 
So there is always something I can learn from others. That's how, you know, I love the coaching call and sitting in the coaching call, just to hear your feedback, hear other people ask questions. I learned a lot. Yeah. And, and yes. And I, and also you share a lot too. And, and it's, and one thing I love about you, Lindy, is that you always show up. You are there every single call, whether you're asking questions or just listening and you're always contributing as well. And, and um, all the people that I see that are really successful, it's not necessarily who's the smartest or who has the most money. It always inevitably be the ones that show up and be consistent and apply with knowledge. And you're certainly a shining example of that. Thank you. Thank you. you, you you're also encouraging people and you make a coaching call very fun to be with. Oh. And you create an opportunity to allow everyone to shine. Yeah, thank you. So a couple of deals you're working on because you've got so many little irons in the fire. I don't know how you do it. I'm a business, busy woman myself. And then I hear you and I go, oh my gosh, I'm not busy compared to Lindy with your businesses and then all your deals. So share a couple of deals you're working on because I know you're doing some in Queensland. You've got somewhere you're investing in, somewhere you're working with joint venture partners. You've really taken the learnings and applied it in so many different ways. Yes, I basically are investing some ready available product. And that's generating the cash flow. And also recently, like last year since I started Amanda's group, I bought a, a property adjacent to my other two property. And that created the IS project. For that one, I probably paid a million dollars. And now, you know, I have a sales contract about six million dollars. And that's amazing. And so you're providing, so NDIS, the National Disability Scheme. So that's where you're providing housing that's very particular. So, and that's, so that's a pre-sale contract for that one. And then that's the one that's close to the hospital. Is that right? No, that's not the one in hospital. It's, this is the in Upper Mountain Gravette. Mm-hmm. So there are two adjacent property with them. I haven't even applied DA yet. You know, now I have someone approached me, want to buy from me. I haven't taken into that consideration yet. The, so that is probably one project. Another project, I'm, it was also purchased during this program. It was a three house together and we'll make 20 townhouses. But those 20 townhouses, it's in Green Slope, which is only 800 meters away from PA Hospital. And so we then engaged with the hospital for the hospital discharge program. So once it's built, they were going to take over and then put on the hospital discharge. So we'll have a very good, not attendance, but from the hospital. So because they pay for the daily. And then in that way, we can file this probably this project with the, everything lined up before even I build anything. Probably I paid for around 3.2 million. I can easily sell for 4.9 million right now if I don't want to do anything. And that's amazing. And that's a really good lesson to share there, Lindy, because I've had another, many other students as well inside the inner circle where you don't always have to build a project out. If you can use your creativity and put together a deal, quite often there's many other developers out there who are happy to take on that deal and leverage your, and you get paid for that creativity. And then they go and do the building and you go and make a profit. So that's certainly many different ways of making money and property, isn't there? Yeah. And the last three, four months, I also set up a investment structure for the in Emirates in regional area. And so I, together with one of the investors, we went in together and then to board the land 
and then converted that old hotel into accommodation for fruit picker. And then the fruit picker, they signed up. They want 300 of those beds. We so far only provided probably 60 and each of the beds and they like the hotel we put in, we put less than a million dollars. And however, we're now generating around $5,000 a week. So, you know, the investor get paid out as a 25% return on their money. And then in regional area, there are many opportunities in property development. And sometimes it's just require a different mindset, different mm-hmm. way how you structure the deal together. Last Tuesday, I fly to Charles Tower and there are three hotels for sale. So we actually going to invest those hotel and then with 25% return, then the construction company then will like build it up and rent it out to the miner and to the local company. So because I'm in charge of all the procurement for the old material, for the old construction, so therefore there are many opportunities just coming up. That's incredible. And so with your deals, because you're, I mean, how many deals do you have on the go at the moment? Well, for myself, I have three in Upamandu Gravat, that's six kilometers from the Brisbane CBD. I have three in Green Slope, and that is one kilometer from the PA hospital. And also, I have one in Emirates, and then also one in Charles Tower. Right. And so, a question people will be asking are going, well, then how do you afford to pay for all those deals? So, do you want to share that with the listeners? Sure. Sometimes it's not all about my own money. Yes, you know, I have my own money and that gives me a lot of control. And sometimes could be just the, the find the investors, like set up the JV partner, set up what the investors' expectations are. And like, you know, in Emirates, and I do not have all of the money. So I talked to the investor and, uh, you know, I understand her expectation. I understand her concern now. So she used her money, secure the land. So the land is on her title. So she has no risk. And then, you know, we said, we discussed about the project feasibility and give her the return. And she have 25% return on her money. So then in that, anything above that, it's, you know, our profit. So then in a way, it's using other people's money and you can still do your project. In a way, it's not limited by what you have. It's limited by the knowledge. And sitting, you know, with Amanda to learn many things. And, and that's what I was trying to, that's what I love that you shared, because I want people to, to understand that you don't have to have huge amount of personal wealth to be able to fund deals. You, as a developer, can use your creativity and what you learn and things that you've learned also from Inner Circle, from listening to other people as well, and, and bring deals together and then you use other people's money to find deals. So if you know, understand how to do the numbers in a deal and you make sure that there's enough of a return for your investors to make it worthwhile for them to invest in your project. There are so many ways of doing deals. So I love that you've certainly taken that learning and magnified it with investors as well. I know you use that with your business as well. So, and yeah, I love how you also really think outside the square and think, okay, how can I help other people with the type of properties that you're making, but also looking after your investors as well, always making sure that it's win-win, which is amazing. 
Absolutely. You know, this is one thing I felt uh, very rewarding is that, uh, you know, when not only I invest in the project, I develop a property and I have investors along with me. And when she invests, I make sure I really look after her, make sure, you know, there is security in her project, make sure, you know, she knows what uh, the, this is about. At the end, when she paid out, she take me out for dinner and you know, she's gr very grateful. And she asked me, Lindy, when is next project? And, you know, where do you find me next project? So she fly with me to Charles Tower. And now I have another project coming up in Nelson Bay. And it's a great return. So, you know, I'm going to ask her again. And this is something, you know, it's just the opportunities is endless. Because I earn the reputation in the industry and, and how I treat the investor. And then, you know, they'll come back. Yeah, and, and that's so true. When, when, you, when you have a money partner, they get a return. They have a great journey. You've got money partners for life. And then you end up getting a situation where you have more money than time and projects. And so it's a very nice situation to get to. But when you look after other people and take care of their money as if it's your own and, and always go in with a win-win philosophy, there is plenty of money out there because people with money are always looking for ways to get a better return on their money. So it's just making sure that uh, pulling together deals that are going to give them a great return and manage your risk along the way as well. And and then, yeah, it's a special feeling when you actually hand over return and, and investors' money in their return, isn't it? It's it's Knowing that you've actually helped other people grow their money too is a pretty special feeling. Absolutely. Not only she continued to come back to me and another girlfriend of hers, she introduced it to me. And then she said to me, Lindy, I have, you know, like uh, 500,000. What can I invest? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, all right, you know, let me find a, a suitable project. It's just not only any project. It's a suitable project. And then to suit your appetite, you know, within our procurement industry and just so many opportunities coming up. Yes, absolutely. So let's let's move into the China sourcing because it's a fascinating business model. So let's just tell us a bit about your business, the China sourcing and how it helps property developers and, and the sort of things that you're sourcing from China. Absolutely. I started the China Direct Sourcing in year 2005, and that's when I was actually a migrant. And at China Direct Sourcing, we help customers import like from button to bulldozer. Whatever, you know, my client want, we help them to go to China, we find them. And especially a lot of construction materials, furnitures, textiles. So recently, we actually secured a $79 million construction material and a hotel equipment procurement contract. Wow, that's incredible. So what motivated you to start sourcing from China? Well, when I first came to Australia, I couldn't find a job. No one wants me. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yeah, I end up having to sell the door-to-door -door selling the movie tickets. That's in Adelaide. Oh, gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that was like literally around the 20 years ago. Yes. Anyhow, I came to Brisbane and some of my friends asked me to source some products from China. And then I find I'm very good at it. In actual fact, before I started in Australia and I used to do the contract management in construction industry in China for Australian company. I'm managing all the supplier, negotiate all the contracts and, you know, finding the right quality supplier and managing the budget. Wow. So, yeah, that experience and just enabled me all of a sudden when I come to Australia. And it's like, you know, the hidden treasure. And then when I started sourcing, everything started putting the place. Well, so how did, I can imagine during COVID when borders were shut and, and it was 
there were supply issues everywhere. How did you as a business manage that time? Because it would have been really tricky. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is very challenging at that time. During COVID, literally, there are many business have to be shut and many difficulties. And the canoe also even like, you know, had the jump. And so what happened is we always inform our customer. Like, say, for instance, if you need to place the order, and then we set, like, say, for instance, we separate a small order air freight first. So enable our customer to deal with urgent order, the long one, you then you put in the bulk. You know, you think about many different ways to handle different situations in each different project. And we would recommend our customer some different solution. And sometimes it's a forecast what is actually going to happen. And we know, like, say, for instance, the uh, sea freight, the, the freight, 20 foot container, the before COVID, it's, it's probably about $1,500, the, the, the freight. However, during COVID, it ended up to be 5000 And now, yeah, it's the best time ever. Probably you only talk about $400. And yes, so therefore, I we sometimes tell our customer now if you want to import, now it's the best time to import. You get the best value for money. Because I guess now also from a production perspective, all the factories have now up and running and back to full production. So um, yeah, there's a bit of catching up to do there as well. Oh, yeah. And especially, you know, China now experiencing what they call the, the pressure from U.S., and so therefore Australia then start to Australia is always favorable in Chinese people's mind. Yeah, um, good trade relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the past two years, you know, some hurdle there. Otherwise, you know, Australia is always in Chinese favor. Yeah, oh that's good to hear. So a question, if I was as a developer, how would I be able to leverage China's direct sourcing to be able to get materials? Would I have to get that through my builder to have a conversation with you? How does that whole process work? Okay, so it really depends on each different project. Let's say, for instance, if you, for example, like you, Amanda, you build like four townhouses in one go. So with those four townhouses, you would have a list of the product and the list of the schedule. And also you would have a budget, say how much each those product costs and as well as the product specification, such as, you know, what consists of what. So those things are usually either from your architect or either from your designer. So with that, and usually we have a look and then we say, all right, in this scenario, because it's each of those items are small quantity, but large variety, we would recommend you do a China buying trip. You go to the, we take you together with your builder, go to China and you can do probably then different wholesale market. We put everything together in one container. You can see feel and touch the products in your hand while you are in China. You already know how much it's going to cost you, Australia. And you, when you go to the whole China wholesale market, you see exactly how much it's actually going to be. And then you can compare that. And then let's say, for instance, some of the products, you would need Australian standards, such as you know the bathroom, etc. That's no problem. China and have, have already getting used to the Australian standards. It's called a watermark. Okay. As long as they have a watermark, you can buy from China. And then we will send our like China operations manager together with you to go a China buying trip, accompany you for the whole trip. 
after you see, you know, those like 12 of this, 30 of that, 50 of this, 30 of that, you put everything together. And then by the time you're coming back, we organize everything, consolidate the whole thing in one container, we ship to your side. Yeah, okay. And so how, what happens if, for example, with warranties and quality, say, say yeah, you shipping container with all of your selections that you've done, whether that's, and I know you don't just do sanitary where it's like Rio reinforcement and all, all different building materials. How, how do you, I know there's a watermark, how do you ensure the quality and the reliability of the materials? Is that by just making sure it's got the watermark symbol? Yeah. So basically in your scenario, it's a small quantity, large variety. And generally to say many items, you, how do I say, you can see and feel, touch the quality before your eye. And so therefore you pay for what you have already got. The China construction material industry has grown so greatly. And it's not, you know, you pay for what you get, especially when you go to the wholesale market. We have been doing this for the last 20 years. We only recommend a good supplier or when you go to the wholesale market, you only choose the reputable product you pay with. Mm -hmm. You are not paying with the peanuts. And therefore, especially in the wholesale market, you pay for what you get. You get what you paid for. Okay, so that's number one. You know, talk about the quality control. When the things delivered to your door, you find out that there is quality issue, it's already too late, far too late. And so therefore, the best way is to have that quality control in your mind before even you started the journey. The before you started the journey is you have the product specification, you have the detailed requirements. We take that into consideration before your trip. We do some research. We do some preparation. And when you arrived in China, like before you go, we actually made a lot of recommendation there. When you go there, it's everything intense, like four or five days, literally you come with us, we go through and we check everything. And you and your builder then says, yes, 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 no, 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 yes, yes, no, no. So all of those, when we choose particular supplier, make sure the supplier actually are quality supplier. Make sure the supplier have the history, experience dealt with the Australian before. And especially some of the supplier we have used before. And that is the way our experience play. So, yeah, the, the buying from China can make money. But also it's a minefield. There could be scammers. There could be poor quality. There could be, you know, the poor documentation. There could be brokerage. So therefore, that's where the experience coming play. So would you always recommend to buy a bit extra, say, for example, if there is breakage of anything on the way? Correct. Usually we would recommend the 5%, a little bit extra, because the money you save in China is substantial. What sort of price difference are we talking? Say if we were to buy the same materials in Australia versus China, what sort of discount percentage discount are we talking? Just to get some perspective and on the numbers here. And not various depending on product. Give you, give you an example. Let's say, for instance, that I just used the in construction material, the mesh. And you, if you search mesh online, it's L92, and that would be in the money, you pay 249 a piece. In Australia, in China, you probably pay less than $80, $80. And that's only, you know, for the no brand and basic, you know, steel product. 
So that's the one thing. And then giving you an example, let's say, for instance, some of the windows and also aluminum. 90% of the aluminum product, the fencing, the, the frame are all come from China. For instance, the kitchen and the bathroom. And yesterday, I just had a like a project meeting with one of the jewelry company. They supply 100 sets of bathroom and the kitchen to their customer, to the developer, okay? They come to us and the, they charge to the customer the whole set was about 250K. The supplier quoted on exact specification, exact the project, around $90,000. Wow, okay. That's amazing, isn't it? Big difference. And then in terms of landed costs, by the time you factor in the shipping and, and then, of course, the direct sourcing costs and travel costs and all that sort of stuff to, so you can compare complete landed costs compared to what's on the ground. What's the additional money should we be considering for that? Well, in every single of the development project you guys are doing, or especially in the rising star, I would highly recommend for the China buying trip. You can easily save in from 50% to 30%, 30 to 50% easily. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. That's, so, that's a big impact yeah. on your numbers. That's right. So if you, especially if you are smart enough, I would recommend you can do, you know, it really depends on two types, two trips. One is before lockup stage. Another one is after lockup stage. Before lockup stage would be all your construction material, like, you know, the mesh, the window, uh, the, the, the plastic and the bar, et cetera, et cetera. And then after the lockup stage, you would have many like a kitchen, bathroom. So then in that way, you can do two trips. So to not to have everything put on your like a site and as well as the pressure. Mm. However, you know, many of my customers also, they have extra space for the container. Sometimes I would recommend them to buy the container together because after the project, you, you ship your products with the container and the container can easily turn into a one bedroom studio. And then, you know, like a camping office, etc. It's, it's, you, you make extra money. You paid for it once. And there is so many opportunities there. That's and amazing. You, you have space, you know. Yeah, if, if you've got space, that's, that's the, uh, the the joy of trying to find where to put containers as well. What are, what do containers typically cost? For, uh, depends on, on the level of freshness of the container. You talk about, you know, sometimes from three, six, seven thousand dollars on container. And yeah, and then you can easily, depends on, like, we would normally recommend you buy 80% new. If it's too old, then it looks very shaggy. But if it's 80% new, you can still use, you call the C-worthy. You, you know, for the old container, you, you, you need to produce a C-worthy certificate. If it's a C-worthy container, you pay and then you, but you need to let us know the intention first. Once we know, we can buy the container and then locate that container to the warehouse and then put all the stuff you bought into your container and then ship the container to your site and then you keep the container. 
So wow. you do not need to, you know, unload in a hurry and let the freight forwarder take the container away. You keep the container. So then it it is at your own space to install the products and to take this com- the, the products away. And once you used up that container, if you have other space, you ship your container to somewhere or you sell it, you can easily sell them in a very good money. Some of my clients, you know, put a, a studio and selling for 50K, you know, make a very good money just by container. And also potentially creating a very affordable housing solution for you know the much needed housing in Australia as well. So that's another whole business and rabbit hole we could go down and discuss uh, creating affordable housing using containers. That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Oh, we actually are now dealing with many companies who want to use they call the prefabric houses to create affordable housing project. And that's certainly what's needed in Australia. We've got a severe housing shortage right now, and especially affordability. So with being a developer, I get to see what the cost and how much the cost of construction has increased over the last, you know, well three to five years, particularly the last 18 months. And so for me, I love creating affordable housing, but it's been a real challenge to try and get the build cost down and the land at the right price to be able to create housing that is affordable in the market. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's solutions out there using China Direct Sourcing and other other ways of building to provide much-needed housing. So that's something perhaps uh, do a bit of research down the track. Absolutely. in terms of timeline, so you you make your order, you go over there, you choose what you want to buy. How does it work with delivery timelines? So what sort of lead times do you need to be able to get your materials delivered to site? Absolutely. If you look at the timeline from the, let's say, for instance, if you go to China now, and usually before you go to China, you give us notice. We you get you engaged us, then we would start to prepare, like do some research. In two weeks' time, we would say, "Hey, Amanda, ready to go?" And uh, you know, in the meantime, you probably already applied your visa. We send you the invitation letter. You and your builder are ready to go buy and buy the tickets. So then we arrange the accommodation, we prepare the itinerary. So you go from the time you go, usually four or five days. And after four or five days, you place the order and the, the construction, the the order supplier probably would take two or three weeks to finish, put everything together. And then by that time, you already flat back. We in communication back and forth, project manager, communication with you. Let's say three weeks time, all your goods are ready. And we coordinate 20, 30 different supplier all in one go. Every, everything go to the warehouse. And then we send the China operations manager to the wholesale market again to pay for the balance. And while we pick up all the goods, inspect all the goods. From then, one week to go through the Chinese custom clearance. Three weeks on shipping, which is on water. And one week for Australian custom clearance. Deliver to your door. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So about so it's four to six weeks from when you order to actually getting the goods delivered onshore. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So how do warranties work? So normally with Anna Trueware or various goods materials, they can have a five to ten year warranty. How does that work when you're sourcing directly from China? Well, that's a very good question. Depends on how you like uh, how how you're dealing with uh, what particularly the things you're choosing. So that's something I would say you are not going along with uh, yourself. You actually have a, a builder. So when builder go with you, you are doing certain things with the builder. And uh, most of the things, uh, let's say for instance, if it's a product alone, 
and you, the most of the manufacturer would provide what they call warranty on manufacturers. And then let's say, for instance, if you order reasonable quantity, and then by the next time you order, they would send you a new one to replace it, or they would send some new one to fix it. So, but, but for you as the yourself and as the builder, sometimes you can build that little bit of fat and, you know, allow the labor to fix it. And or maybe let's say if you buy the tile and not only if you need 100 meter square meter, you don't just buy 100, you probably buy 105, a little bit extra to give to your customer that extra piece of assurance. Yeah. And also, I mean, with theft being quite rife on a lot of building sites, you really want to have that contingency, wouldn't you? But just to make sure that if anything does go walking, you've got supplies there to still keep your project moving. That's right. And then also when you buy the products, you don't buy something too new, too, it's not being even tested. And we normally would ask our customer to buy what is actually in the market. It's been proven. It's in the solid. And when you, you and your builder go to China and we would give you a lot of recommendation on site to make sure the warranty issue taken care of. And, you know, usually manufacturers always provide a year warranty, five year warranty, etc. But considered because international, internationally, it's hard even to ask them to carry that out. So therefore, what we normally do with our customer is if they buy large quantity, that's easy to deal with. If someone like you just put a little bit extra as the budget and then to make sure you cover that cost. So for instance, if you budget your four townhouses, the material is going to be 500K. And then because you go to China, you save the 250K, then allow 20K or 30K aside and just for that extra warranty things. So therefore, you know, in a way you want to save the money, but also you are not breaking the promises to other people. Think about it. If you are not buying from China, you use the local menu, you use the local supplier to do that. And what do they do? They import from China as well. And then they charge you exorbitant profit on top of that. And that's what they use for the warranty. Yeah, okay. That's interesting to know. So what would you say are the top three risks from sourcing direct from China? And, and how do you actually help overcome these risks? Well, the top three risks, number one, would be scammers. And, you know, many people, some, like, give you an example, one of my, I know, he is an Australian business owner. He find the supplier Alibaba. He paid $80,000 for the copperware. And yet he received container loads of sandbag. Oh. So, yes, yes, it's in Gold Coast. And this, you know, the scammers on internet is number one thing need to be preventing. Number two is also the quality control. Okay, the quality control, if you don't have experience, sometimes you need to have someone to help you to control along the way. The quality control is not one thing, you know, about when you receive the product, you, you pay for it. It's a far too late. The quality control is, you know, it's a process. It's a need to finding the right supplier, need to matching with the product specification, need to have the quality control in the process, need to have the product inspect inspection, need to make sure the packaging are done properly and delivered to the site properly. So quality control along the way. 
And the third risk would be also poor communication and documentation. And sometimes if you didn't tell the customer when you import the products properly, you can be in big trouble. For example, one of the customers imported the, the buggy and he didn't realize buggy in Australia treated as a vehicle. You actually need a permit. And he was arguing, oh, we just driving the gold in the golf course. It's nothing go to the road. Sorry, Australian law says, you know, any vehicle, you need a permit. So then he's in a hurry and he's already in the custom and he can't get it out. And these are the prior knowledge, prior experience. And you really, you know, need to have that prior knowledge about the international trade. Okay, that's amazing. So how for people who want to work with you, what are ways for them to be able to help you source what they want in a way that it's you're working well together and win-win? So is it them having very clear requirements about what they want, their timing? How how can you guide any potential new customer, get have the information ready so that you can have a really smooth journey? Especially in our like a rising star circle, the number one thing they need to have is a timeline. Number two is knowing what they want, okay? And number three, because we work in a very transparent way and we look at your product schedule, we look at your product requirement, we would say, Amanda, if you want a full TV, a TV probably you buy it directly in Australia, you know, because of the other. So we will, we will look at whether it's feasible to import from China or not. We will give you a recommendation. If it's, let's say, if you want uh, like 20 projects, all the meshes, we would recommend the research in tender instead of China buying trip. So there are many different ways actually to do importing from China. It's not only just the China buying trip. You, Some of my clients never been to China, can still buy from China. That's what we call the research in tender. So then we go out and talking to 30 different suppliers, and then, you know, find the best quote for that particular project. So as long as you, number one, timeline, two, product specification, three, product list, and you know your project well, we can assist you. Okay. Is there any particular size? So are you talking about, is there any particular size for doing China sourcing? Is it like building one house or four or 10 or apartments? Is there any sort of sweet spot in terms of the size of a project? Actually, as long as it's like a start from one, even one house and, you know, it's a doable and look at the sheer size when you're even just building one house and uh, one house, your construction contract could starting from 500,000 or even more. So for that, the best part is sometimes that, you know, when you talk to the builder, if you want the builder, like he can fix the contract, there are a cu- couple of ways you can convince your builder. One is you can bring the builder to us. And we can work through the process. However, the builder may concern, you know, if I save the money, who gets that benefit? So you can talk to the builder about like a cost plus method, or you can talk to the builder, maybe like say any savings, a 50-50 split. So that's another way you can, you know, bring the builder on board. And or, you know, you can let the yeah, builder directly talk to us. But if you as the developer don't involve sometimes you do not necessarily reap the benefit because builder will. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that's good to know. Thank you for sharing that. Well, my mind is just blown with the potential for what China sourcing can do, especially with development and with pricing being the way it has been for the last little bit. If people people listening to this want to be able to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you to get to know more? Absolutely. 
So they can actually find me like to type in China direct sourcing, like that is on my logo there, or they can find the Lindy Chen, they can email me, or they can, you know, call me, whichever way they prefer, you know, go to our website, send the info, or just, you know, send the lindy.chen at chinadirectsourcing.com.au, or my mobile. 0418-8968. Always find me. You know, if it's not me, my team will also assist them as well. I have a team in China. I have a team in Australia. Amazing. My goodness. There has been so much information and so much value in this podcast. Thank you so much, Lindy. It's been an incredible journey listening about the property side of your businesses and then the China source of it and how they can overlap and how to put one another. So I think you certainly displayed resilience and your innovation, your entrepreneurial spirit. I feel very honored to be part of that journey and helping you on the property side of things. So I think it's a great reminder to all of us. If you think back, Lindy, when you arrived in Australia and you were selling movie tickets door to door not so long ago, and now look what you're achieving. It's quite remarkable. So hopefully Anyone listening is so inspired, regardless of where you start from, all you need is just a feel and a way and surround yourself with people who can help you and try to identify a need and then go and fulfill that and surround yourself with people to help you along the way. So thank you so much for sharing us and sharing us your journey and sharing us your business. And yeah, I'm sure everyone else, anyone who wants to reach out to Lindy knows how to get a hold of her and look forward to working together more. Well, I just want to say thank you, Amanda. You know, through uh, this uh, Inside the Rising Star Circle, not only I learned the knowledge about the development and also, you know, you, you've been very, very generous, very kind, putting your knowledge about the development, the process and the, to the course. And I was not only able to learn at my own pace and sometimes in my jogging, in my car, in my driving. And then another thing I learned about you is the attitude. You're always like, you know, like have a happy face and, you know, to committed to care about us. And you know, that's something I really learned. You know, you, you told about, about your attitude about life, how you're dealing with your husband, managing the expectation how you're dealing with the difficult buyer, you know, those are the things that you don't normally hear, but uh, you, you just, you know, show, you have the courage to show the vulnerability and then to let us learn from your failure. L- let us learn from what, you know, sets you back. And this makes you very real. And, you know, when you first come to Brisbane and I saw you, I just thought, well, this is the lady I can learn something from. Let's sign up her course. And it's been amazing since. Thank you so much for your kind words. And yeah, we've got lots of fun times ahead as you keep going out there, finding more deals and keep growing your businesses. So I'm sure anyone who has anything to do with Lindy will have an incredible experience. So thank you so much for your time and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. This is Building Lifestyles, a show designed to help everyday Australians create a lifestyle that inspires them using property development strategies. This podcast was produced by the Rising Star Developer. We've been helping Australians realise their financial and lifestyle goals since 2020. We play a pivotal role in educating, supporting and celebrating the goals and successes of our students and our community. To find out how we can help you realise your property, wealth and lifestyle goals, head to our website www.risingstardeveloper.com.au. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Building Lifestyles, be sure to subscribe to and follow the show in your favourite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review as it really helps others find the show. I'm Amanda McEwen 
and we'll be back next episode with more tips on how you can build your lifestyle. Bye.